0: Acts, please, the uh, 13th chapter on Friday nights, we've been on this subject. We're calling ministering to the Lord, and I want us to continue this evening. Is that okay with you? Because we talk about it some, and then we do it. It's only doers that get results. You know, you should only talk about prayer so long and then you should pray. pray, Right? You should only talk about your authority in Christ and then there comes a point where you should exercise your authority. And uh, ministering to the Lord is this way. In Acts 13, verse 1, this is... uh, Sometimes people talk about the early church, but this is the same church we're a part of. This is not a different church, and it's not a different dispensation. We got the, we're got we part of the same church, they were and are, and we have the same gospel, same Great Commission, same Holy Spirit, everything. And so we should, uh, the book of Acts shouldn't just be read as history. It should be read, and then we should check what's happening with us. Because yes. the same things should be happening with us today. Yes. Right? And even more and greater. Thank you for those two knots. <laughs> there were, it says in the church, there was an Antioch, certain prophets and teachers, Barnabas, Simeon, Lucius, Manian. And Saul. Verse 2. As they ministered to the Lord and fasted, the Holy Spirit said, Separate me Barnabas and Saul for the work whereunto I have called them. Let's just stay right there for a moment. What were they doing? These five ministers? Got together in what? not debating doctrine right <laughs> and uh, not just prophesying to each other what were they doing Now, there this was not horizontal ministry this is vertical ministry and a um, whole lot of good people christian people they only know horizontal ministry they, they're they used to coming and being ministered to but this is not what, what this is talking about at all this is them ministering to the Lord not ministering to each other not trying to get the Lord to minister to them y'all with me friends And notice what kind of environment it created, one in which the Holy Spirit spoke and gave direction that changed thousands of lives because the narrative in the book of Acts follows Barnabas and Saul in these subsequent chapters, and you see churches, Founded, You see thousands of people saved. You see signs and wonders and miracles and amazing things. The fruit of it is still going on today. And where can you trace its beginning to? Come on, can you see this? Is this significant or what? When they, not trying to get the Lord to minister to them, not just looking at each other. you, know, you got to watch about uh, just going to people and asking them what they think. Asking for their counsel, for their wisdom, for their direction. There are times the Lord will help you through other people, but it can be lack of faith and spiritual laziness. I always try to get other people to do you praying for you, seeking God for you, hearing from God for you. I mean, you know, if you're really in a bad way and need some help, I might help you wash your clothes or cut your grass. But if there's nothing wrong with you, don't ask me to wash your clothes.
1: Is that right?
0: Don't ask me to cut your grass. Why can't you? <laughs> oh, that's going on over real big, eh? Hey? Go to the book of James. You need some scripture. I said, at least some people do. They, they need some scripture on that one. Some folks have a habit, and it's not a good one, of always asking people to pray for them. What? Yeah, you heard me. Always asking people to pray. If you're asking somebody to pray for you and they're not just going to do an empty religious thing that's not going to make any difference anyway, then you're asking for something substantial from them. You're asking for them to use their faith. Come on, are you all with me? And to stand with you and not be moved by circumstance. Well, I'm sure they got some other things they're already dealing with, using their faith. And are you using yours? And in a lot of situations, if you're not using your faith, it'll do zero good for them to try to use their faith for you. They can't believe something for you that you're not even believing for yourself if you're believing contrary to it. Your words carry more weight in your life than anybody's including God's. Yes sir. That's right. Surely you didn't say that you heard me. Malachi the Lord said, "Your words have been stout against me. What? What would he care? Cuz he has given us a completely free will. And if we want to say something contrary to what he said, it's not going to change him. It's not going to change what he said, but it will change what happens for you. Are you all with me, friends? Yeah, there's the prayer of agreement, and it's a great thing. But don't be so quick to ask everybody to pray for you and believe for you if it's something you should be taking care of yourself. And a lot of things, people don't need to be bothered with knowing about it. They're already dealing with a lot of things. Come on, are y'all with me or not? And a lot of folks, they're already so loaded in their faith and spirits already weak. They're not going to be in faith. All they're going to do is worry and be upset. And you'd been better off just waiting and giving them the testimony <laughs> after it's done. Now there are there are times when it's it's good to have the prayer of agreement, and especially married folks. Husbands and wives, you know, but even there, there are some things you can believe for personally and not bother the other person. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> James five thirteen. Boy, I didn't intend to say any of this. I mean this was this is nowhere near what I had in mind. James 5.13 Is any among you afflicted? Let him turn in prayer requests. Huh? And call hotlines. Huh? sir. Read, read the scripture for me. Let him. Who? Who? Him. Pray. You mean do your own prayer? What a thought. Is any married? Let him sing. Now, you know, you wouldn't tell me, I'm married, you sing. (laughs) (laughs) No, if you're married, go ahead and sing yourself. (laughs) Well, how's it different to say, I'm afflicted, you pray. No, let him pray. Let her pray. (laughs) Okay. Well, let's go back to Acts. 13. Verse 2. What were they doing? They weren't trying to get somebody to minister to them. They were ministering to the Lord. Now, this word minister... If you look it up, it's akin to the word uh, serve like a um, waiter might wait on a table. And so a couple of things that ministering to the Lord is not, begging him for something is not ministering to him, right? Pulling and pleading and crying and whining and complaining, that certainly, that's not ministering to him. He cares. But he's not just moved by how pitiful you are. If God was moved by folks acting pitiful, miracles would be popping all over the planet. Is that right? It's faith that causes him to respond. Not whining and crying and begging. But they they weren't doing any of that. What were they doing? Come on, help me out. What were they doing? Ministering to the Lord. And they did it more than 10 or 15 minutes. Said they fasted. So that'd have to be at least long enough to miss one meal. Right? Maybe more. So we're talking hours here. We're talking hours. Somebody say hours. 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 Now this is an area that we need mind renewal because we live in an instant generation. Somebody was telling me the other day they design uh, web pages and stuff and they found out that they, their thing they go by is traffic looking at these things if they don't like something they see within the first few seconds people would jump to somewhere else. So fully grown adult's attention span (laughs) has diminished to less than 20 seconds on average because you've got a thousand channels, you've got drive-through everything, microwave, microwave everything, instant messaging, not quick messaging. (laughs) I mean, when I grew up, there was no messaging. You'd be gone all day. Not hear from people. Imagine that. All day. Not even talk to them at all. Now, a lot of folks, if they text you, if you don't answer immediately, they're like, what's wrong? Where are you? This is not good. Because the things of the Lord you can't do this way. We, There are things you need to do to come in and be still. And know that he is God. For hours. Look at your neighbor and sell them hours. <laughs> and just minister to the Lord. Worship him. Thank him. Not, not begging. Not trying to move a mountain not trying to get the greatest revelation anybody's ever had just worshiping him and praising him and thanking him and being still before him even for hours somebody say hours, hours. Somebody say what, what, what do you need to do that for to actually hear from God because there's a whole lot of folks they're saying the Lord said this and the Lord said that and the truth is they didn't take time to hear from him. They just made up their mind. Like we, like we were talking about this past week, they, they decided what they want to do and they signed it, Jesus. It's a forgery. A lot of folks said the Lord told me and he never told them any such thing. They never took the time to hear what he had to say. God is real. And you can really hear from him. Not just make up something in your mind. You can really hear from him. But you got to turn stuff off. And in our generation, we got a lot of stuff to turn off. Right? We got stuff everywhere. that's beeping and buzzing and flashing. Right? (laughs) And it's okay to turn it off. For hours. Yes. Oh no, did I lose somebody with right there? Well I can't, I can't do that. People made it for thousands of years. <laughs> it's okay to turn these things off. For hours. <laughs> somebody say hours. Hours. If, if, if you need to, let people know. I'm going dark. <laughs> I'm going to have zero cyber presence for the next three hours just just letting you know <laughs> elsewise every time it dings what are you going to do feel like you have to see that's not good that's not good. Have I digressed or are we talking about the same thing here? What'd they do? Ministered to the Lord for hours. And they're not doing anything else. And in the midst of that, they heard from the head of the church through the Holy Spirit. Glory to God. Very spe- what did he tell them? Verse 2. Very specific. Call these men's names. Separate to me Barnabas and Saul for the work whereunto I have called them. These these men are not called by some committee or denomination or spouse or mother. The Holy Spirit is had already called them. See, I have called them. They're, they're, they were already called. And being prepared. They're just getting launched. And verse 3. And when they had fasted and prayed, hold on, that takes more time. Right? (laughs) Enough time to miss a meal. You begin to see why we haven't gotten some things. Too impatient. Too big a rush. Got too many things going on. When they had fasted and prayed and laid their hands on them, they sent them away. Verse 4. So they being sent forth by the Holy Spirit glory to God not a man and you see the amazing wonderful things that happened look with me uh, tonight in Mark 12th chapter I believe we it'd be good for us to minister to the Lord in this area tonight Mark, Chapter 12, the first commandment in the Old Covenant, and it ties in and affects the New Testament, I shouldn't say affect it, it ties to the uh, New Testament command is uh, you'll have no other gods before you. And with that, you'll love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your might, Deuteronomy 6, 5 said. Well, Jesus said this too in, in Mark 12 and 29. Mark 12, 29, when they asked him, some, somebody asked him what was the greatest commandment. He said, the first of all the commandments is, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord, and you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. And uh, Deuteronomy said, with all your might. And the Greek to the English says strength. This is the first commandment. And the second is like, namely this, you'll love your neighbor as yourself. There are none other commandments greater than these. Well, then in uh, introducing the new covenant, Jesus said uh, a new commandment I give you. Not just that you love your neighbor as yourself, but that you love your brother as I have loved you, which wasn't possible until the new birth. Are y'all with me, friends? So these are not identical commands at all. But it's, it's a development from the first covenant to the second. Because the reason we can love believers can love other believers. Even as God has loved us and as Jesus has loved us, is because the love of God has been shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Spirit. Only born-again people can do this. Somebody not born-again, you can love somebody, obviously, and you can love them as yourself, but you can't love them with the God kind of love. (laughs) The God kind of love can love you, when you hate me. The God kind of love can love your enemies and do good to those that hurt you. That takes something beyond natural love. But have you been born again? Then it's in you. Don't say you can't. It's a choice. And it's not based on feelings. You don't have to feel like you love somebody to love them. It's a choice, and it's an act. And if you'll choose to act on the God kind of love, your feelings will change. It's love first, then feelings. Just like it's faith first, then feelings. The spirit first, then the flesh, then the mind. Can you say amen? Is that okay? Now, in John, the fourth chapter and 23rd verse, I think we need to take a little time tonight on this. Are you okay? John four twenty-three. Jesus said, the hour comes and now is when true worshipers, well, if you got true worshipers, that means you got other kinds. Another word you could use is real. Real worshipers. Shall worship the Father how? In spirit and in truth. For the Father seeks such to worship him. God is a spirit. They that worship him must worship him in spirit. And Says it again. And in truth. Everybody say "In in truth. Why would he emphasize this? In spirit. And in truth, because you can do it other ways than this. Mark, the seventh chapter, just put it on the screen for us, please. Mark 7, 6. Jesus said, well has Isaiah prophesied of you hypocrites, as it is written, this people honor me with their lips, but their heart is far from me, Howbeit, in vain do they worship me? So this is obviously not true worship. This is vain, so they did it. But for all the good it did, they might as well have not done it. It was vain. Teaching for doctors the commandments of men. Go to uh, 1 Corinthians 13, please. The great love chapter. You'll love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul. I tell you, what you're going to 1 Corinthians 13. Stop by chapter 8. On your way. It's on the way. Chapter 8, verse 1. He said, as touching things offered to idols, we know that we all have knowledge. Knowledge puffs up. But charity or love builds up or edifies. What does knowledge do? You you watch any knowledge-intensive vocation or thing, and there's a lot of pride associated with that. But the truth is, verse 2, if any man think he knows something, He doesn't know anything yet as he ought to know compared to what God knows. It is a half of a drip, (laughs) barely cover the bottom of the thimble, Thimble. knows nothing yet as he ought to know. So you're not going to impress God with your knowledge about him or about scriptures Come on, are you with me? Yes, Nobody is. Verse 3, but, but, if what? You can get his attention. If you what? If you genuinely love him. Now remember, Jesus said, There are those that they honor me with their lips, but their hearts far from me. So that's not worshiping him in spirit and in truth. That's worshiping him by ritual and by form and by outward show. The thing about him in spirit, man sees the outward appearance, but God is looking. He's not just listening. To how good your pitch is when you're singing the song, Dave said that's good. <laughs> he's not just listening to how accurate you're quoting the scripture or how how you know well you're using the name of Jesus in prayer. He's he's looking at what? Come on, help me out, saints. He's, your heart. And what's the big deal? Do you love him? And do you trust him? Love and faith. The it's all with him. Saints, am I telling the truth that have walked with him for a while? With him, it's always about the heart, always. And that means it's always about love and faith and truth, honesty, humility, heart, heart, heart. You start getting phony with him, then you're just praying with yourself now. You have disconnected. And you may, other people may think it looks and sounds great, but it's vain worship. Because it's mouth and lip service, but it's not heart. And thing is, you may fool some other people, but you can't fool him. He knows. Whether you're genuine or whether you're playing what, what your reasons are for what you're doing. So if we're going to worship him and minister to him, we must get rid of all the falseness and all the phoniness and all the junk, all the religious tradition of men junk. How many want to do it? How many want to do it? Come on, pray it out loud. Then Father God, Father God. reveal to me reveal What's real, what's what's not real. What's What's true, what's what's phony. What's What's you, what's just men. What's just religion. religion. Reveal it to me. I ask in Jesus' name. Amen. One thing that will help you a bunch is to put your nose in this book. Is that right? Because this is him. This is him cover to cover. And, of course, the Spirit who authored it through all these human agencies lives right on the inside of you. He'll let you know. Thank you, Lord. Verse 3, did you see this? Verse 3. If any man does what? Loves God. The same is known of him. This word know. Also includes the idea of experience. Experience. Yeah. Hallelujah. Yes. This is this is one of the biggest questions you could ever answer. Now, next year, hundred years from now, do you really love God? Am I talking about love? Going to church. I said, do you? I love reading the Bible. No, I said, do you really love him? You love him. Not talking about him with somebody. I'm talking about you when there's nobody around but you and him. There's nobody to see what you're doing or hear what you're saying. There's nobody to impress or not impress. Do you talk to him? That's a little bit weak. Do you talk to him? Hmm? Do you have a heart for him? Do you care? Do you love him? If you really do, you're not ashamed of it. Don't care who sees or knows either. Because if they don't love him, they're the ones with the problem. That's right. Not you. Nothing ever to be embarrassed about. Because you love God. Why don't Why don't you just say it out loud? I love God. I love God. I love my Father. Hallelujah. Yes. Father, I love you. Now, now, what are we talking about now? We're talking about ministering to him. <laughs> wow. Can you see this? Yeah. When you tell him you love him, yeah. and it's not empty words, yeah. he knows if you do or not. That's right? Wow. right? Yes, and if you do, will that minister to him? Yeah. Yeah. It's like a little child yeah. telling their great father or mother, telling them, I love you. If they know it's real, will that bless them? Yeah. Oh, few things in the world. Would bless you more. Hallelujah. Oh, somebody say glory to God. God. Thank you, Father. Father. "I I love you. Glory to God. Go to 1 John. I need to read some more scripture. 1 John 3 and verse 1. 1 John 3, 1 says, behold, behold means look, what manner or what kind of love the Father has bestowed on us, look how he loves you. The three things we need to get in uh, in, in this area in order to have it right, in order to minister to him in the way he'd enjoy it and receive it and just this, this is your whole life we're talking about. One I'm going to see it in just a moment we need to believe his love for us you don't get this right you can forget the rest of it we need to believe what he has told us how he loves us and take it personally and receive it. You know, just because somebody loves you doesn't mean you have to receive it. Somebody can love you greatly, don't mean you have to receive it. Look what manner of love the Father has bestowed upon us that we should be called the sons of God. That's who we are forever. Angels or not. Right. Other created beings or not. That's right. We're in a special. <laughs> wow. Category. We are family. Yeah. No you, you didn't hear. what? We're, do you know what family I'm talking about? I'm talking about the family of El Shaddai. The creator of the heavens and the earth. Calls you his child. That. Is love we don't fully comprehend yet. You'll never be an angel. it would be a demotion. The Bible said we'll judge angels. We are sons of God. Therefore the world don't know who we are. Because we don't exactly look like it right now either. A lot of the time. But we will. It didn't recognize him. He even came to his own. And what happened? This is the greatest tragedy of the history of planet Earth. That by and large, the population of this planet and successive generations of the population have rejected his love. He so loved the world that he he refused to just leave mankind in their death and in their separation from them he could not justly just say it's okay and receive us to himself but he had a way jesus him who knew no sin was made to be sin for us in our place and the full judgment fell on him and he paid the price so that God could express the fullness of his great love for us. Hallelujah. Thank you. And the terrible sadness is that billions of people on the earth have said, no thanks. Don't want you. It's awful. They have no idea what they're doing. But are you thankful for the mercy of God? that? You don't, you don't see it all, but you knew enough. You know enough to know that you believe him. And you believe that he sent his son. Come on, are y'all with me? And you've received him. Do you receive the love that he has given to us in sending Jesus and paying the price and becoming a son of the living God? Somebody say, what love? What love? What love? I receive it. I receive it. I receive it. Whew. Go to first John four. Well, I excuse me, I'm moving too quick. Verse two of first of John three, two, we better read that too. Beloved, now are we the sons of God. Not when we get to heaven. Now. And it does not yet appear what we shall be, but we know that when he shall appear, we will be like him, for we will see him as he is. Another place said, as he is, so are we in this world. When he comes, you're going to be amazed because you're going to see him as he is, and you're going to see yourself as he's made you, and you're going to go, what? And he's going to say, I told you, I recreated you in my likeness and image. I told you, we're joint heirs. We we don't know what that means. Joint heirs with who? The head of the church. Jesus said out loud, what love? What? what?" We didn't earn any of it. We haven't deserved any of it. He just gave it to us because he loved us. Have you received it? Do you believe it? In 1 John 4, 7 said, Beloved, let us love one another. For love is of God and every one that loves is what? See, when you're born of God, the love of God is shed abroad in your heart. And if you know uh, when you're born again, when you know this love That is knowing God. Have you experienced the love of God? Then to that degree, you know him. Why? Because it goes on to say, verse 8, He that loves not, knows not God. If you haven't experienced that love, then you don't know him. Because why? For God is love. Love is not just a feeling. Love's a person. Keep going. In this was manifested the love of God toward us because God sent his only begotten son into the world that we might live through him. Do you believe how much he loves you? Come on, help me out. I'm talking to everybody through the camera. I'm talking to everybody in Sarasota. Do you believe? Do you believe what we're reading about? Go ahead and say it out loud. I believe. Father I, father, I believe how much you love me. You love me. I, receive it. I receive it. Then don't you ever dare get mad or upset or depressed and say nobody loves me. It's, a, it's an insult. Hmm? The psalmist said, when my mother and father forsake me. Then the Lord will take me up. Jesus said on the night he was betrayed, he said, all of you are going to leave me. He said, but I'm not alone. Man, this will do something for your insides. Come on, say it out loud. I am loved, I am loved beyond anything on earth. Anything on earth. I, will never be alone. I will never be alone. I will never be unloved. I will never be unloved. <laughs> you need to forget about Who didn't love you? And who wasn't there for you? I mean, you can hobble along. Emotionally crippled your whole life. A lot of people have been hurt. Forgive them. Get past it. And talk about how loved you are. Come on. You got family. I grew up without a family. Not anymore. Nobody loved me. That's a lie. He loved you when you didn't know him. I'll never be alone. alone. Not in life. Not in in death. death. I will never. never Be alone. alone. I'll never be unloved. You talk about loved. We are loved. Behind anything. That a man or woman could imagine. Because it's the love of the father. He said I have loved you. With an everlasting love. Didn't he say it? You believe that. And you receive that. It will make you secure. And you'll quit being needy. You'll quit being so insecure. You'll quit being needy. You'll quit pulling on people. Love me. Love me. Acknowledge my gift. Make me feel important. You you will find an anchor to your soul in this turbulent sea of life. People are people. You live through this life, you deal with enough people, you're going to be disappointed. People are going to let you down here and there. Why? Because they're like you. They're human. They make mistakes. They don't always do what they should. They do what they shouldn't. They can fail a little. They can fail a lot. And I'm not saying that you won't feel it when people are close to you, but you don't just have to fall apart and you don't have to get despondent of life because you are not alone. And you are loved Somebody say, I'm loved. I'm loved. I'm loved. And never alone. It'll make you strong. It'll make you strong. You can get through anything. Faith operates by love. And faith is the victory that overcomes the world. Hallelujah. Can you see that? And a big part of that love is knowing how much he loves me. Where are you? Skip down to verse 16. We have known and believed the love that God has to us. He says it again. God is love. And he that dwells in love dwells in God and God in him. And herein is our love made perfect that we may have boldness in the day of judgment. How in the world could you have boldness in the day of judgment? When mountains are sliding off into the ocean. When unbelievers are screaming to the rocks to fall on them. When all this kind of stuff might be happening How could you be bold? Only one way. You know who's sitting on the throne. You know who he is and you know what? What do you know? Come on, what do you know? He loves me. He loves me. And so no matter what happens, if the mountains slide off into the sea, if the earth is removed, I'm going to be fine. Because I know who made it. I'm with him. Somebody say, I'm with him. I'm with with him. I'm with him. Look at verse 16 again. I want you to confess this out loud if if you mean it. Say, I have known and I believe the love that God has for me. This is a choice I've experienced it I know about it I've experienced some of it And I believe it I choose to believe it There's a lot of things we won't know And understand in this life But especially If you've walked with the Lord for a while And you've seen him do things for you Never is it okay To shake a fist and go, why God, why? Because there's more going on there than asking a question. What's in that tone? You're questioning his love. You're questioning his justice and fairness. You're questioning, in some cases, his reality which is dumb. Why are you shouting at somebody that don't exist? (laughs) You see people, you know, as far as they're concerned, they are dyed in the wool. Atheists get in trouble and go, oh, God. Don't you mean, oh, nothing? What do you mean? Who you calling? (laughs) Thing is, You get pressed hard enough, it'll pop right out of your spirit without you even thinking about it. Now, you can try to rationalize and reason, but your spirit has more sense than your educated head. (laughs) (laughs) Hallelujah. Oh, somebody say, thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Three things. One, believe his love for you. Second thing, I won't take time to teach all this because we're just going to act on this. But second thing, return his love. Hmm? Return it. Love him. Not just for what you can get out of him. Right? You just love him. How many would raise a hand and say, if he never did another thing for me, I'll love him forever? Is that right? Of course he is. He's going to do something for you for the rest of existence. But, but you're not just in it to try to see what you can get out of him. You love. He loves you, and you love him for him, for who he is. Hmm? Somebody say, I love you, Lord. I love you. And then uh, thirdly, this is big to him. If you love him, this has to go along with it, you must love what he loves, which is all his kids. (laughs) Is that right? Which is the commandment, right? Love each other, your brothers and your sisters, the rest of the family, the way I have loved you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And that's 1 John 5. You're right there by it. 1 John 5. Well, let let me just read the rest of it. It all flows together. Verse 17 of chapter 4. Herein is our love made perfect that we may have boldness in the day of judgment. Because as he is, so are we in this world. There is no fear in love. I told you, you wouldn't be needy. Neediness. And being unstable and depressed and all that all the time, that's fear. It's just different manifestations of fear. And you you realize how much God loves you? That'll leave you. That's it's miraculous. It's something no pill can do. And no endless amounts of counseling can do. Amen. You just realize how much he loves you. Receive that. Let it fill you. It will push fear out of you. It'll push it out of you. we yes. reading the scriptures. How much fear is in love? None. None. Fear has torment. Love doesn't want you to be tormented like no parent wants to see their child tormented. You've got to remember when you're talking about love, you're talking about a person. got to remind yourself of that. You can say it like this. There's no fear in God but full of God casts out fear because fear has torment. He that fears is not made perfect in God. Can you see this? Yes, sir. God is love. Verse 19, what? We love Him. Why? Because see, we're responding to His love. Number one, you've got to believe He loves you. Number two, return that love. Love him. If a man say, here's number three, I love God but hates his brother, uh uh-oh. He's a liar. A liar about what? He doesn't love God. Those are those honoring with your lips, but your heart's far from him. It's not worship in spirit and in truth. It's phoniness. It's religion, men's religion. He that loves not his brother whom he has seen, how can he love God whom he's not seen? Why? Because even though there's a lot of flesh and a lot of other junk, if somebody's really born again, there's some God in them. Right? They're born of him. And if you love God, you got to love that. Oh, I lost somebody. You don't have to love all of their junk. They don't have to love all your junk. But you got to love them, number one, because God loves them. Right? They're his baby. And he's patient with them. You better be glad he is. Because he's the same way with you. Right? <laughs> this is the commandment we have from him, that he who loves God, love his brother also. And in 1 John 5 and 1, whoever believes that Jesus is the Christ is born of God. Everyone that loves him, that begat, loves him also, that is begotten of him. You love him, you must love what he loves. What does he love above everything? His kids. He loves his kids. Even the crazy ones. Huh? Huh? Even the ones that take forever to figure it out and repent and get right. He loves them too. He doesn't love all the junk they're doing, but he loves them. And how about you? Come on, how about you? Somebody say, I do too. I do too. You don't have to love their sin. You shouldn't. You don't have to love all their disrespect and all their disobedience. No, you shouldn't. But you can love them by faith you can see past all the junk and see that the one you love so much, he's their child. They're his child too. And he loves them just like he loves you. And so if you love him, you got to love them. And you do. By this we know that we love the children of God when we love God and keep his commandments. For this is the love of God or for God that we keep his commandments and his commandments are not grievous. Somebody say God loves me. And I love him. And I love his kids too. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Stand on your feet. I want us to minister to him. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Just give us a F there, guys. Let's sing. Oh how I love Jesus. Oh, thank you, Father. How I love Jesus. at me, don't look around we're going to minister to him might help you to close your eyes and don't just be silent nobody can love him for you nobody can praise him for you if you don't do it it won't be from you and though millions tell him they love him he wants to hear it from you too hallelujah lift up your heart lift up your voice cause it's real oh said I'd love you. oh Because you first loved me. Sing it to him directly. Oh, I love you.